we're going to address two of the many times that Jesus addressing a Jewish people. Now, remember, they are his people. He's Jewish. So he's addressing a Jewish people. They are the chosen of God. He is God. They are his people. He claimed to be God. He claimed to be from God or is accused by the Jews for saying he is God. And that's what we're going to look at this morning. Two of the many times that the Jews set out to kill him for blasphemy by saying in their words that he is God. He says it, they understand it, and they seek to stone him for that blasphemy. But there is a whole world out there that claims he never said he was God. There is a group who, just a few years ago, and about 20 years ago, set out to decide what Christ said and what he never would have said, all on their own. Now these, and I'm using air quotes here for those of you listening on the podcast, these scholars, they cast votes on what Jesus said, whether they thought, whether they thought, one, true that he actually said it, two, likely that he had said it, three, not likely he had said it, or four, no, he did not say it at all. What they discovered and the results of their own arrogance, their own conceit, was that 25% of what is recorded in red was most likely what Jesus said. So of all the stuff in the Gospels wrote down, they attributed 25% to Jesus. Now the greatest problem with this, of course, is that they decided what was real, what he actually said, based on their own experiences, their own feels, and their own understanding. Please note these people were theologians, not Christians. There is a difference. The Jesus Seminar, the Jesus Project, two different things, is not about the real historical Jesus. No, it is by their own admission an attempt to remove him from the world to prove that he is not real. For the 50 atheists that were part of it, they wanted to remove Jesus and the Bible from their world. They were not setting out to find the truth. They were setting out to publish their own narrative. However, as they were atheistic professors in colleges, when they did this, their work got published, and they were a catalyst for atheism and bigotry toward Christ and Christians in colleges around America at an alarming rate. It, it grew. I mean, just look at the state of the premier education today in the Ivy Leagues. Now, there's some interesting facts here about the premier colleges in America, the Ivy League as they are known. Harvard was named after a minister. Yale was started by a clergyman. Oxford, Cambridge, St. Andrews, all started with Christian startups. In fact, the motto at Yale, even today, the motto at Yale is, De sub numen viget. And don't, don't track my Latin. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. But it is translated, under God, she flourishes. Yale's motto today is, under God, she flourishes. Now, all of that was from an article printed by Bodie Hodge in Answers Magazine from Answers in Genesis. They can't print that if it's not true. 
So these universities have gone from Christian universities to completely atheistic worldview universities. So as we look at the real Jesus from the Bible, and we see what he said according to the Bible, wrote long before any of these people who claim he isn't real ever lived. Just remember, at one time, a lot of these people did believe. A lot of them did. But the colleges convinced them otherwise in their, air quotes again, intellectual world. So we're going to start in John 7.25 with our very first instance of Jesus and his claim to be God. John 7.25, Then said some of them of Jerusalem, Is not this he whom they seek to kill? But lo, he speaketh boldly, and they say nothing unto him. Do the rulers know indeed that this is the very Christ? The people listening to Jesus are saying, Is not this he that they seek to kill? He's sitting there, he's healing, he's teaching, he's preaching, he's witnessing, he's showing God's love and the miracles that he's doing. And the people are saying, this is the one that they seek to kill. This is the one they say is blaspheming, yet they do not touch him, and he's right here in the middle of the open. Why do they not touch him? Do they know that he is the very Christ, and they're just not telling us to keep that secret for themselves? That's what the people are saying. John 7, 27, howbeit, the people speaking again, we know this man, whence he is, that means we know where he is from, but when Christ cometh, no man knoweth whence he is or where he is from. So now they have, they start with the question, do the rulers not see him right here or is he actually the Messiah that they say he's not? Then they answer that question with, well, we know when Christ comes, we're going to know where, or we're not going to know where he comes from, because the scripture says, no man knoweth whence the Christ comes from. Yet, and here's the, uh, the question it begs, do they know where Jesus came from? Do they? No, they don't. They know Jesus, called Jesus of Nazareth. That's what they know. But they do not know where he came from. His earthly journey alone. He came from Galilee, which is where Nazareth is. He came from Egypt, which is where his family ran to to flee from Herod. He came from Bethlehem, where he was born. He came born from a virgin. He came from the very glory of heavens. That is his journey here. They don't know that. They only know what they think they know. He is a sojourner here, not an inhabitant. Even today, we have these deniers who think they know Jesus, yet they have no idea who or what he is or where he is from, yet they suppose to know him. They suppose to think that they can tell what he would or would not have said. Seven, John 7, 28 then cried Jesus in the temple as he taught, saying, Ye both know me, and ye know whence I am. And I am not come of myself, but he that sent me is true, whom ye know not. But I know him, for I am from him, and he hath sent me. Right here in these verses, there are evidences that prove Jesus considered himself God, and the people listening 
also thought so. A, the religious rulers that sought to kill him, they believed he was proclaiming himself of God. B, this is in the book of John. John the Apostle, the youngest disciple, the one boiled in oil, the one exiled to Patmos. This John attests to him physically in person. He saw that Jesus is real. He walked with Christ. He talked with Christ. John is a witness. Then see, here comes the third witness. Then they sought to take him, but no man laid hands on him because his hour was not yet come. Then they, the rulers of the people, the religious leaders, sought to take him, for he said, I am from God. How do we know that Jesus claimed to be God? He just said so. His followers, John, Peter, James, Andrew, they died instead of deny that. His followers put their life on the line because they considered him God. The religious leaders sought to kill him because they understood he's saying he's God. He's equating him as equal to God, and they sought to kill him. So many evidences right there in that section. And lastly, we know because of this next verse, and many of the people believed on him and said, when Christ cometh, will he do more miracles than these which this man hath done? Many of the people believed for the miracles and the power of God that he showed them. The Messiah was destined to come, make the blind see, the deaf hear, the dumb to speak. He has done all that. He showed them things only the Messiah could have done. They believed on him. They believed he was of God, that he was God. This is what they believed straight from the Bible. For all the naysayers out there that do not believe he ever said he is God, here's proof. If that is not enough, we'll do another. Book of John, chapter 10, verse 30. I and my Father are one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my Father. For which of these works do ye stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy. And because that thou, being a man, makest thyself God. I and my Father are one. Jesus makes a very clear statement. To us, it says, he and the Father are one. Just as it to, to the Jews that were listening to him. They took up stones to stone him for the blasphemy when asked why it wasn't for the good works when asked why, they said in their own understanding, in their own words, because you are making out as if you are God. Jesus said it. There's your proof. All the miracles, all the healings, those they were mad about, because he did a lot of them on the Sabbath day, yet they do not kill him for that. 
or seek to kill him for that. No, they want to kill him for they heard him say that he is God. When you read the scriptures and the spirit leads and guides, then you get a clear understanding of what Jesus said, how he said it, and how the listeners heard what he said in that day, in that time, in that setting. Simple. So many in the Jesus Seminar and the Jesus Project were atheists. They do not open the scriptures to read and understand. They open the scriptures to discredit. They cherry pick, take out of context, put their own understanding into it, and claim no one would have said that. But he wasn't like anybody they understand. There are two notable atheists today. I hope they don't get mad. I don't know either one of them. Lee Strobel and Josh Timonen. They search to disprove the Bible. And instead of finding it false, both of them today are staunch apologists for the faith. Christians who go out and defend the faith. They have been discredited, or they have been converted by the very scriptures they sought to discredit. In fact, Josh Timonen worked with Richard Dawkins, a famous uh, and published atheist. Yet, when he looked out at the world, in fact, and in, in, in I'm paraphrasing, during the riots of 2020 in, in, in Oregon and whatnot, during those riots, he looked out and he saw evil and his friends were saying, well, it's justified because people are suffering. They're, they're, they're justifying evil. He took his family, he moved to Texas. And this is 2020, 2021, in that area. Started going to church. Started reading the Gospels. Mm -hmm. Jesus found him. Mm -hmm. and now he is an apologist for Jesus. He says, you can believe what you want. I know what the Bible says. I believe Jesus is who Jesus says he is. Amen. Alice Cooper, atheist, hard rocker, hard partier in his early life. Staunch Christian. C.S. Lewis, the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. Staunch atheist. Searched to discredit. Instead, God found him. Turned him into a force for God. In fact, C.S. Lewis says, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen. Not only because I see it, but because by the sun... I see everything else. So too, because of Christ, that's how I see everything else. I paraphrase the last part. There are so many evidences that Jesus is real, that the scriptures are exactly as they are, that if you don't find him, you must not be fully looking. You must just be saying you are. Now they, the atheists, can say whatever they want to say. I will say they did not fully discredit the, the Christ of the cross. Why? They can't. They end up, they end up resorting to yelling and, and, and insulting instead of debating. The living, risen Savior speaks to me through his living word. The Bible is a living word. It's not a dry, dusty book. Read it. I know it's real, and I know it's true. 
Why do you think I get up here and do this three times a week? When faced with this knowledge, when faced with this fact from the scriptures, and the scriptures are written in red, by the way, the ones that I'm using are written in red, the very words of Christ that say he is God, then you can stand tall and defend the faith against those who would discredit or try to, as just as C.S. Lewis, Josh Timonen, and Lee Strobel. There is a world out there that needs to hear of this Jesus and the very God of the universe that came down and died for them. The question we have here is this. Are you telling them of Jesus? Are you showing them Jesus? Are you a defender of the faith? Or when they start, well, it's never real, it didn't happen, do you just walk away quietly? Oh, there's no point in arguing with them. They're never going to listen anyway. Probably not. But have you tried? Are you standing tall for your God against the ones that said, oh, he didn't say that, he didn't do that, he's not real. Are you standing tall? For when we look at Harvard, Yale, and Cambridge, all started as Christian institutions, we see what happens when you stop telling people of the faith. We see what happens when you stop defending and proclaiming the faith. The faith goes away. This is why the church is dying in America. Not because of him, and not because of the atheists, but because of us, the ones who no longer defend the faith, no longer defend the Christ that died for them, no longer defend what we believe in. Oh, well, they're just never going to believe it's a pointless battle. No, it's not. We're losing the battle because we no longer fight. If you were one that said Jesus never said he was God, or you don't believe because we're too modern, the sky fairy's not real, get alone with the Gospels. And I mean get alone with the four Gospels. Don't take someone else's word for it. Test it for yourself. Ask him. As you start reading, just say, God, I'm looking. Tell me if this is true or not. Then get alone with the Gospels. He'll show you if you're earnestly seeking to find out whether he's real or not. He wants to show you. He wants for you to ask him. He wants for you to seek him. Get alone with the four Gospels. Set out to see for yourself. So many lean on other people's understandings, other people's writings. Don't do that. Think for yourself. Read the four Gospels. See for your own edification, with your own eyes, with your own understanding, looking to see if it's real or not, asking to see if it's real or not, and he will reach out and show you. Jesus has said he is God. Jesus is real. He walked this earth. He taught. He healed. Historically, we have so many evidences. Pliny the Elder, Tacitus, Josephus, three Secular writings, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, four Christian writings. That's seven. That's more than we have of a lot of people in history. If you don't believe it, don't trust the professors. If you don't believe it, get the Gospels. Seek him for yourself. We are losing the battle 
because we no longer fight. We need to start fighting for our faith. 